Paradigm Radio Network with your hosts, Patrick Donahoe and Marv Curtis. Hello, everybody. This is Patrick Donahoe. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. Today is February 23rd. It is a beautiful Wednesday. Uh, thank you for all those 25th. Wow. Marv, thank you. I appreciate that. I am behind. My uh, my human clock is you out You lost of two days. I've just been working like a madman, so I lost two days. Is that a good or a bad thing? Uh, on a leap year, it's not so bad. <laughs> No, this year's not a leap year, is it? No. Anyway, uh, thank you. This is the Investor's Paradigm. Uh, thank you for those that have downloaded our podcast. We had several hundred people download our podcast last week. Uh, <clears throat> we now have a Facebook page. And so for those of you who are Facebookers who have become uh, – well, Facebook in and of itself. Marv, you're not a Facebooker yet. I'm not. I think I have to convert you. Uh, but Facebook is an awesome social network. Uh, we, jo- we formed a Investor's Paradigm radio network Group And so for those of you who are Facebookers, definitely get on, uh, see what we're about. We'll have new posts, talk about upcoming events, and so forth. Uh, but our objective as a company and our objective of this podcast is to educate you. Uh, individuals today, it, it, you know, it's a rocky road for uh, the financial services industry, rocky road for our markets. Uh, we see it every single day. It's up and down, and it's volatile as all get out. And uh, individuals say are really concerned about their retirement, concern, uh, concerned about their savings, and seeing their you know majority of their savings being lost last year in most qualified plans and market funds. Uh, but there are options, and our objective is to show you what those options are. There is a private retirement plan out there that has more tax benefits, in our point of view, than uh, qualified plans do. But most people don't know about these private retirement plans, and so today we're going to talk a little bit about them. Um, but for those of you who want more information about our company, we also have a free article. Please contact us at 800-870-8905 and ask for Whitney. Uh, our uh, email address is info at theinvestorsparadigm.com. So again, that's 800-870-8905 and info at theinvestorsparadigm.com. Okay, so last week, Marvel, we were discussing a little bit about our article, uh, just talking about you know just financial services in general, talking about what securities are, uh, talked a little bit about the evolution of, of markets, uh, and you know bottom line is we live in a market today that's unlike any other market that has ever existed, and the market's like a wild beast, it's all it's all over the place, and individuals have experienced firsthand. Uh, how volatile these types of markets uh, can be, and different indexes can be. So today, uh, what, do we, what we wanted to kind of lead off with uh, is kind of how individuals are preparing for retirement today. Yeah, what uh, opportunities there are, what most people have done. And I think the best place to, to start is with the Pension Protection Act of 2006. Pat, Pat tell us a little bit about that. Well, I mean, economists were, were behind this. And I'm reading an awesome book, by the way. Uh, it's actually my third time reading it. It's called Econopower by Mark Skousen. And uh, Mark Skousen is also a member of our Facebook group for our, our internet radio. Um, and, you know, it, great book. Definitely look it up. It's called Econopower by Mark Skousen. And in this book, this is, uh, this is a part of it. So uh, the Pension Protection Act, there was economists behind it. And the economists were looking at ways in which they could increase the national savings rate, right? So national savings rate in our country, you know, compared to other countries and compared to previous generations is uh, is in the toilet, unfortunately. Well, actually, it's negative. Well, yeah, it, it, it's negative. And so this was kind of a this was kind of a solution to say, okay, how can we get Americans to save more? <laughs> and you know, the government, right? The government, you know, they, they tend to to just put things on us, and you know, it, it's kind of a forcible a forcible event. So the Pension Protection Act is individuals were automatically signed up for. Uh, 
deferred compensation plans. And these these are qualified plans, 401ks, 403bs, 457s, and so forth. They were automatically signed up once they signed on to a job. Now, before, the statistics were about 30% of individuals participated in these types of plans. After the Pension Protection Act, it jumped up to 85%. So you know they they accomplished uh, they accomplished their goals, right? And so it, it very very uh, you know in, ingenious I would say with what their objective was. My uh, you know my theory is that it was the wrong it, it was the right concept wrong vehicle, right? You, you have to get people to save better. People just don't save. We're the you know immediate gratification. We want it now and you know by an, at any cost right? well and you can understand with the the forecast being that social security is not going to be able to provide in a way that we need to have it provide oh. in order to avoid a cataclysmic event down the road they had to make sure that the alternative to social security was being funded and that's really what's behind this mm-hmm. is to make sure that the alternative to social security was going to have enough cash in it to be able to pay out absolutely and so they, they had a couple of objectives and i think that they met their objectives but you know, increasing savings, increasing a, tire, a retirement portfolio, they didn't plan on what happened in 2008. Right. In fact, uh, for people who contri- made contributions starting in 2006, for most of those plans which went into securities, they experienced a big hit in this recent economic drawdown. Yeah. But it's a two-edged sword. Not only did they get hit with declining uh, investment portfolio value, but they're going to be hit from a tax standpoint. What isn't really understood by a lot of people is what are the tax consequences of these plans? Yeah. And, and like I mentioned last week, it's you know uh, my dad. You know he he refers to it as his his tax shelter, and other people say they're tax free contributions. That's not true at all. Most individuals don't understand the characteristics of a, a defined contribution plan, or it, it, it's they just don't understand. It. So let's kind of discuss some of the tax implications. So well, well let's talk first. When okay. you you use the word tax free, and we need to to kind of define here. Tax-free and tax-deferred are not the same thing. No. The fact that you don't pay uh, with after-tax dollars makes it feel like you're making a tax-free contribution, <laughs> but it's really a tax-deferred contribution, and that's the distinction we need to make. So go ahead and talk a little bit about uh, this deferral trap. So, so basically, um, with, with most qualified plans, uh, you know, IRA, Roth IRAs are exempt from this, but with, with qualified plans underneath the 400 section of the IRS tax code, uh, you have so that would be a 401k, 401k, 403b, 403b, etc., etc. Okay. And there's, there's and and this also applies to IRAs too, doesn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. So the IRA existed well, you know, bef- well before um, 401ks, right? So the 400 tax code, but but yes, yeah, similar similar characteristics. So basically, the the money that goes into these plans are are pre-tax. So let's say you make uh, five thousand dollars per month, okay, and you contribute one thousand dollars to your 401k. You're only going to be taxed on four thousand dollars. So the amount of money that goes into the IRA is not taxed before it goes in. Absolutely. Now that seems like a great deal. I, I, I think that there is there's some validity to that. Absolutely. Okay. And when once it's inside your account, if it grows in value, are you taxed on that? Uh, you are. It's you're not taxed right away. So there's no tax bill that comes in the mail. There's no long-term or short-term gains tax that you have to pay during the year. But you know it's it's called tax deferred. It's not tax free growth. It's tax deferred growth. So it accumulates tax free, mm-hmm. and we're going to get a compounding effect that's really beneficial because no tax is taken out while nope. it grows. No. Nope. But when it's taken out, then it's taxed. Absolutely. And in a vacuum, it works. 
in a perfect world, in an ideal world, it, it, it works, right? But where the money goes is the variable that makes me feel very, very, very creepy. <laughs> well, not only that, but what will the conditions be? Uncertain. What will the conditions be when you take the money out? Absolutely. So will you inflation have, a, have caused your yeah. tax rate to be higher? Yeah. So when you know the, these qualified plans, you're not able to take them out until you're 59 and a half, right? And you're forced to take them out when you're 70 and a half. Right, so you have to take them out at some point. Right. Take money out now. When you pull this money out, that is when you're taxed. So let's, you know, the example we used last week is look at an individual that started contributing to a 401k when they came out, which was 1978. Mm -hmm. And so right, in, you know, 2008, 2009 is is when they're going to be able to take it out more, you know, most likely. So when they're taking it out now, they're paying all this tax on it. So looking at what the dollars inside of the 401k are worth. Right, they were worth a lot more in 1978 than they're worth today. The dollar buys much less today than it bought in 1978, and that is, you know, our friendly neighbor, uh, inflation. <laughs> right, so you have the the value of your money and uh, what it becomes over time, what it can buy, its purchasing power. Right, so that's one that's one thing. So, if you were to compare paying the tax on the dollars going in versus paying the tax on the dollars going out, what's the ratio? How much more are you going to pay in tax overall by deferring? Um, that's a good question. Well, the most studies that I've seen show at least 10 times more in actual tax revenue will be paid to the government by doing wow. it after deferral than beforehand. Wow. Now, the, the benefit is I don't have to pay it now if yeah. I'm making a contribution. And that's, and that's another good point. It's like whenever, whenever the – I mean the purpose of the Internal Revenue Service, it's revenue, internal revenue. This is where the government gets revenue. Now, I, I know they're, they may be looking out for our best interest, right? But when they're trying to get revenue, right, they structure their laws so they get revenue, right? So you look at the IRS, you know, 400 section of the tax code. It, it is, it is, they're not giving you a tax break, right? They're giving you some tax benefits, but it doesn't mean that they're, you know, they're not getting any benefit. Yeah. In the end, they're going to make they're more going money. They're going to make money. They're going to make more money. Right. right, and so, so that that's the first that's the first thing. So, inflation is huge, right? Taxes is big because when you're 60 years old, you most likely don't have a mortgage, so you don't have any mortgage interest deduction. You don't have any kids at home, and tax rates. Looking at how our economy is is being structured right now, you know, it, tax rates have to go up, and so the chances the tax rates are going to be lower into the future is very slim. Right, our progressive tax rate basically says that as you have more and more money your rate will be higher mm -hmm. and our expectation is that with inflation in the 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 numeric amount we will have more money now we may not have more purchasing power <laughs> but we will definitely have more money yes. assuming that inflation continues and therefore the rate at which we will pay will be higher absolutely and a lot of times we use the metaphor of the apple farmer yep and would you rather pay tax on the seeds that you plant mm -hmm. which are fairly inexpensive mm -hmm. or would you rather pay tax on the apples that you harvest yep. which are going to be much more expensive because the harvest is going to be much bigger and much larger in amount than you know than the seed so, right so that 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 is our basic argument so that's kind of you know one of the objectives throughout our 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 educational curriculum where we teach individuals about this private retirement plan is talking to them about okay yeah there's tax benefits to a 401k right but let's look at what that really means over time 
Now, there's also tax benefits to the private retirement plan, which are kind of inverse to that of the 401k. We're not going to really get into much of that today, um, but you know, we'll, definitely throughout our podcast, we'll talk we'll talk about that. Now, last week we talked about the four basic determining factors. You've got safety, mm-hmm. liquidity, liquidity, tax benefits, and rate of return, and rate of return. Uh-huh. So, just summarize for us how the 400 series and the IRAs stack up in those four criteria. Okay, so the the funds are not a hundred percent illiquid, but they're pretty illiquid because and, there's and there's a penalty if they become liquid. You got it. If they li- and that's why I say that they're semi they're semi liquid because you're gonna pay for the, you're gonna pay for the liquidity. So the main and what penal- you pay is the tax that was deferred. Absolutely. And typically a ten percent penalty per- and a ten percent penalty. Okay. Right? So um, that is you know that's a it's, negative. It's, it's going to inhibit people from taking money out. Right, which right. is what it was designed to do. You got it. Right. So the the liquidity value of that money is, you know, it, it's not as liquid as people think. Right. How, and how there's also it, there's also a limit to how much you can borrow. <laughs> so typically on a 401k, you borrow your, I mean, you borrow the money that you have in there. Right. So it's uh, the the cap for most plans is fifty thousand dollars. So if you need more than fifty thousand dollars, you won't get it. Unless you liquidate it, in which case you've got um, the costs yeah, and penalties. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. How about security? So security now, or safety. Safety. We've we've seen that firsthand. Is the money in these funds, these mutual funds or bond funds or whatever, they have the potential to go down in value. And because of how complicated the market has, and because of what restrictions these managers, these mutual fund managers have, they're not able to make very good rates of return. And and you know historically, their rates of return have been very dismal. And that that was uh, that was generous before two thousand eight. Now looking at two thousand eight. I, I would it, – it, it's a well, very just, ignorant decision to continue to put money into mutual funds. We just expect that history will repeat itself and that about every eight to ten years, there's going to be a, a correction in the market, which will take most of the next period of time yep. to regain. Absolutely. And so on average, most studies have shown that the average 401k type plan has earned about 28 to 3% compounded annually, which is barely keeping up with inflation. And looking at last year, I would I would even argue that because it's like if you lose 50% in a portfolio and let's say the market miraculously does 50% this year, you're not going to gain everything back that you lost. Hmm. You're only going to get a 50% gain on your remaining portfolio. So if you had a $100,000 portfolio, you lost 50%, that's 50 grand, and the market rebounded by 50% this year, you're not going to earn back to your hundred thousand dollars. You're going to earn twenty five thousand dollars. Right. And so it's you know it, it's it's very deceiving. But I think that if individuals really you know if if you want to study mutual funds and mutual fund managers, mutual funds are structured not necessarily for the investor but for the mutual fund manager. If you looked at the salaries of mutual fund managers, we have a we have a colleague that worked at Fidelity for five years, and he was in the the nonprofit four hundred three b, which is mainly for for teachers. Um, but it, people just losing hand over fist money because Fidelity was taking several percentages off the top of every dollar that they earned. And guess what? Last year when they lost all this money, mutual fund managers still got paid. The fees and expenses were still were were still viable. They still were entitled to those you know those provisions. Un- unfortunately, but though that's why and we can go rounds. We can okay. go t- we can go. 12 rounds with with safety as far as these plans are concerned. And we've talked about the rate of return, what the averages are, and we've pretty much covered the tax side. That's really how we started up. So talk a little bit now about the alternative, our private retirement plan. What is that? So a private private retirement plan is – 
I mean, there's tax characteristics to it. It's only available within the shell of a particular product. Now, let's kind of talk about the characteristics of this private retirement plan. Okay, so it, as I said before, it's inverse, meaning that the benefits are almost a mirror image of that of a 401k. So this is these are after-tax contributions. Okay, so, so you're let's going go to back. pay tax on the seed. You got it. So let's go back to the five, you know, five thousand dollar a month salaried worker, right? So you make five thousand dollars a month. You contribute one thousand dollars to this private retirement plan. You're going to get taxed on five thousand dollars. Okay. Okay. So then the money inside this plan grows tax free, not tax not deferred. deferred, not tax deferred, tax free. Okay. So let me summarize to this point. Compared to the typical qualified plans that we see where you are taxed not on the contribution, in the private plan, you are taxed on the contribution. Absolutely. But on growth inside the plan, once it's been contributed, on the typical qualified plans, it is deferred, the tax is deferred, mm -hmm. but on this plan, the growth is tax-free. Absolutely. Okay, right. keep so going. It grow, grows tax-free. Now, I want to maybe step back a second and say this is not a private retirement vehicle. This is a private retirement plan. There is a difference, and we'll discuss that as I kind of move forward, but I want to I I emphasize that. There's a difference between a private retirement vehicle, like a 401k or an IRA, Okay, and a private retirement plan. Okay, so let's let's kind of move forward. So the money that is inside of this plan grows tax free. Okay? So that means when it comes out, there's no tax. No tax whatsoever. Okay. okay. So grows tax free. Then it, like you said, withdrawn tax free. Now here's the here's another benefit. You can withdraw this money whenever you want. Okay, so you don't have to wait till you're 59 and a half. Now, are you talking about withdrawing it completely, or are you talking about borrowing it? Uh, you could do both. So you could either borrow it out tax-free, uh -huh. mm -hmm. or you could liquidate it tax-free. You got it. Okay. Okay. And there's going. no and there's no and there's no limit to how much you can pull out, right? I mean, as a percentage of the fund value. So let's say you have you know a hundred thousand dollars in your private retirement plan. Uh, you're not subject to borrowing out only 50. You can buy, borrow out the entire 100. Okay, that's another advantage. Okay, now here's another benefit, and, and I don't want to get into the the the, stati the characteristics of borrowing on a 401k, but let's say that you borrow out this money, the company that that manages this fund, they're going to charge you an interest rate. So let's say you borrow out a hundred thousand dollars, and they charge you, you know, six percent interest. You're still going to earn interest on your money inside your plan, even though you're paying 6% interest. So it's invested while it's inside there. It's growing at a, a rate. Absolutely. Okay. okay. And what rate is that? Um, typically, the rate last last year was about 6%. Remember, tax-free, not tax-deferred, tax-free. Year before, 65 uh, In the early 80s, it was above 10 Right, so it ke it keeps up kind of with with you know investment yields and uh, and interest rates. So if you had to borrow it out, or you wanted to borrow it out, and you paid interest to borrow it, it's still earning interest that approximately covers the cost of borrowing. Absolutely. So your loan is essentially free. Yep. So it's it's liquid. Now here's why private retirement plan. This is kind of why it's a plan. Now one of the things we talked about last week is. In interest people utilizing bank money and paying a lot of interest over a, over a period of time mm -hmm. right so one of the parts of our plan is called your personal banking system and your personal banking system is you utilize the money that's in this plan to finance the big ticket items that you typically purchase over uh, your retirement contribution phase 
So let's take an example of a car. A car. You might go to the dealer, and he might get you a loan for eight or ten or twelve percent interest, mm -hmm. and that's the interest that you're going to pay. Absolutely. But if you borrowed the money out of your private retirement plan, because you have earning interest and expense interest that essentially wash, mm -hmm. you're borrowing that money for free. Absolutely. So you could finance a car for pretty close to zero percent interest. You could. Now you could do that. Here's what our recommendation is. You were willing to pay the interest anyway. You were willing to pay Wells Fargo or your, your local credit union. You were willing to pay them interest. So what we encourage you to do as part of this plan is pay yourself interest. So take the same 12% you would have paid to the bank and pay it to yourself. You got it. And so what you do is you recoup the interest you would have otherwise paid. And that's another big thing with retirement plans. It's like most most families, yeah, they have a hundred grand in their four hundred one k, but they have forty thousand dollars in outstanding loans. So your rate of return on this then is equivalent to the amount of money that you're no longer paying to the bank, but which you're paying yourself. So that's like a twelve percent rate of return. Yep, it could be. Yeah, it could be more because you're also earning money inside the plan as well. Of course, but that's offsetting that's the cost. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. But there are some periods of time where it's not just offsetting the cost, you're actually earning some interest on that. But that's that's getting a little bit complicated. Now a lot of times people would say, well if you're earning anything over eight percent it's too risky. Yeah. But in this situation where you're paying yourself the money mm -hmm. and you're making twelve percent, that doesn't seem too risky. Uh uh. Now here's the here's the amazing part is these these entities where this private retirement plan exists, okay, has never ever lost any money. So now we're talking about the safety part. You got it. So the money that we've got in this private retirement plan is being invested at some rate, whether we've borrowed it out or not. Uh -huh. How safe is that investment? Extremely safe. <laughs> Are you going to use the the G word here? Uh, is it guaranteed? It is guaranteed. So it's hard to get much safer than that. Who's guaranteeing this? And uh, how, how much credence can we place on them? An A-rated insurance company. So an A-rated insurance company is guaranteeing it. And uh -huh. how, how safe are A-rated insurance companies? Extremely safe. So there are rating agencies that are third parties. They look at the strictly the books and their performance and the investment portfolio. And they rate the companies based on that. Have they ever lost money? Um, I'm sure that they have. Not, you know, the insurance companies. The insurance, I'm, I'm sure that they have lost money. Has, has one of these retirement plans investments ever lost money? Never. Never. Yep. In 200 years. In 200 years. That's a pretty good guarantee. It is. Now, so another, if we were to compare that to the stock market, yeah. so here, we, here we've got a plan that's invested in a 401k retirement pool, and it could lose money uh -huh. because it's invested in securities. Yep. And we've got this private retirement plan, which is insured. Mm -hmm. And it has never lost money in 200 years. So from a security standpoint, big difference. Oh, huge, huge difference. Now, not only is your guaranteed, your principal guaranteed, you have a guaranteed interest rate associated with that principal. And that could be anywhere from, you know, 2 to 5%. The particular plan that we set up is about 4%, is 4%. So a year ago, a lot of our clients were saying, where can I get the best return on my money? Yep. Now what we have people saying is, where can I be sure I'm at least not going to lose where my I money? Where I don't lose my money. And yeah. this, this guarantees you not to lose your money and at least a baseline rate of return of somewhere between 2, 5, maybe even 6%. Absolutely. And, that, and that's kind of in the first couple of years. As you look at how this policy grows over time, it doesn't just grow based on interest. But that's something that we explain in our, uh, in our educational curriculum as far as how the money works, how it grows over time. That is incredible. Now let's talk just kind of as a summary here 
of these four main points. Just as a summary, tax-wise, review how this private retirement plan is taxed. Okay, so basically, you are your contributions are after-tax dollars. So if you make $5,000 per month, $60,000 per year, and you contribute $1,000 to this plan per month, you're still going to be taxed on $60,000 a year. So we're taxing the seed. You got it. What happens to the growth inside of the investment? Money grows tax-free. So we're never going to pay tax on the increase. You got it. And when we take the money out, are we going to be taxed or penalized? No. All right. Let's talk about Now, another it. thing is <laughs> now the, the transfer of wealth. You know, as money goes from one generation to the next, typically qualified plans have a step up in basis. And we're not going to – I'm not going to get into get in all into that jargon. Uh, but as far as how to transfer wealth the most efficiently, this private retirement plan has been proven to transfer the most efficiently – out of so, any other any other financial product, unlike Real estate, unlike typical anything. qualified plans, where where if you die, there is going to be an estate tax in most cases. Mm-hmm. With this plan, can you completely avoid estate tax? Absolutely. It sounds it, it sounds too good to be. I mean, that's what we got. We can it pass this too, on to to heirs with no tax consequence and at he, all. And here's and here's what's going to happen. I mean, if you look at the estate, I don't want to get into a lot of this right now, but you look at the estate tax laws uh, starting in 2012. The max estate tax is 55 percent of your estate, and guess where it starts? One million dollars. Wow. Right now it's like three and a half. But it reverts to one million dollars in 2012. Okay, so we've anyway. covered we've covered covered the tax. <clears throat> now let's talk about the the safety or the security of this. Mm-hmm. You've already told us this is a guaranteed return mm-hmm. of principal and a guaranteed return on the interest insured by an insurance company. You got it. Okay, now let's talk a little bit about the return itself. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we've already said sure. that the return somewhere uh, on the invested funds inside of it are going to be between 2 and 5 maybe 6%. Mm-hmm. But by using that money, we can avoid paying interest on whether it's credit cards or other financing anywhere from 8 to maybe 18% that the, we would have been paying. So that so it's, it's part of the plan. Money avoided is money earned. You got it. In terms of rates, so we could have equivalent rates of return somewhere in the eight to eighteen percent range. Mm-hmm. That's not yeah. bad, and that and that's and that's what we try to get across to our clients is you know thinking of economics and understanding the big picture. Most people look at their retirement plan in a vacuum. They yeah. look at their retirement plan with blinders on, without regard to any other type of financial stuff that's going on in their finances. Now, but this this personal financial plan, you're not just looking at Right, your blinders are on to look at the how the money is growing and the interest rate and so forth. You're putting regard on everything else that's going on financially, which the biggest is is financing and opportunity cost that is lost by you paying interest to banks on your big big ticket items, your your vacations on credit cards, your car loans, your RV loans, your theater in the basement. I mean, all the big things that you typically finance. So you're just literally creating your own internal bank. You got it. So review with us the liquidity liquidity on this kind of a personal or private retirement plan. So it is uh, it's perfectly liquid. Now by Access liquidity it, we mean can we get to the money? You can get to the money whenever you want for whatever reason. You don't have to have a purpose. You don't say hey I, I you have to qualify? Don't have to qualify. Do you need good credit? No, you can have in the in the you know bottom credit, toilet credit. You can have the worst credit in the world but they'll they'll it's your you know it's your money. 
That is incredible. Yep. Okay, so we have summarized now the difference between qualified plans that most people participate in mm -hmm. and private retirement plans. There's one thing that we've skipped over. Is anyone making matching contributions into this private retirement plan? And I think this is a good point to, to kind of end our end our show with is talking about matching, right? I know that a lot of individuals love love their matching, and I think it's an awesome concept. And, and just clarify, what is matching? So matching is when your employee will match a contribution. Employer. That you make. I'm, I'm sorry, employer will match the whatever the employee contribute contribution is up to a certain amount, right? And so if you put in two hundred dollars a month, the employee the employer put in. To another two hundred dollars a month. That that's a that's a really good concept. It's an awesome concept. Is it an important enough benefit to stick with the the standard qualified plans that most people have? That's what well, that's what an individual has to weigh. You know, it's okay. So they they give you another two hundred bucks a month. That's awesome. But what value does that two hundred dollars have? It's not liquid. It's going to erode in value over time because of inflation. When you pull it out, it's going to be taxed, right? And it could lose because of the market volatility. So you have to weigh those factors, right? Look at when you're going to be able to use the money. If you're a 35-year-old, you have 25 years before you retire. What's that $200 going to be worth when you're 60? It could be worth 50 cents. So I guess you do have options, though. I mean, you could you could contribute just you barely it, yeah. enough mm -hmm. to get the employer's matching Absolutely. and then have those funds put someplace really safe. Absolutely. You could not contribute at all mm -hmm. and give up on those funds, mm -hmm. feeling that the chances that you're actually going to make any money, uh, at least in this marketplace, weren't great to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> or you could continue to fund it completely yeah. as much as you could and participate in a, a private retirement this, plan. This can be used in conjunction with what you're doing right now. It could be used you know, as your exclusive retirement plan. Right, but we, you know, our our encouragement is to find out what we're doing, find out how this retirement plan is relevant, how the numbers work over time, what are some of the characteristics, the underlying vehicle. I mean, it's a it's a great opportunity, and we're you know we're fortunate to to have been exposed to this, and also it's a you know we're we're fortunate to be able to teach our clients about it because we feel we feel awesome about the direction of this vehicle, this new plan, and I think it's a ripe season for it just because of how crazy our markets are acting. Right. So in our next podcast, we need to explain exactly what this plan is and how it works, don't we? Absolutely. All right. Well, Pat, this has been a great uh, session. I think we've covered some important material. Anything you want to use, say to wrap up? No, just in, individuals that want to learn more. We have an article that's absolutely free, no obligation. Uh, you can email us at info at theinvestorsparadigm.com. So info at theinvestors, so T-H-E-I-N-V-E-S-T-O-R-S. And Paradigm is spelled P-A-R-A-D-I-G-M. You can also give us a buzz at 800-870-8905. And what about webinars? I know we put on regular webinars. How can somebody participate in those? E email us at the same email address, and uh, you can get on our email, uh, email list. And then whenever we do webinars where we explain very, very, very deep in detail of how all of this works. And we do other things at our company. We don't, we don't just do this private retirement plan. There's some other things we do as well. But we'll you know, get on our list, find out what we're up to. All right. Thank you. All right, Marv, it's good being with you. We'll see you guys next week.